So, what was the last film that you all saw at a cinema? Oh. <laughs> uh, no- 1914. <laughs> the prequel. The last time you saw a film. Yeah. <laughs> 1917. I know it was Sonic shit. <laughs> Damn. I thought I got to go out on a high note. It's like, if, that's, if, that, if 1917 <laughs> is the last movie I see in a cinema, great. But no, it was a fucking Sonic movie. <laughs> Love that Jim Carrey action. Look at that dance number he's got. <laughs> It's like we never left the 90s. <laughs> We'd be better at this stage. <laughs> For me, it was The Invisible Man, which was a, yeah. which was a wonderful taut horror movie. Yeah, oh, a good thing. Starring Elizabeth Moss. And, and actually, we, we left the cinema going, God, wasn't it great just to do something normal? Yeah, we, can, we should do this more often. <laughs> um, and then the universe was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw the, the, the facts and went, oh. <laughs> Disappointment become nostalgic. I'm Paul W.S. Salt. I'm the illegal kind. <laughs> and we are deep in recommendations territory now, and we are assailed once again by those lads at the Simpsons Index. Identi- <laughs> identify yourselves, unknown subjects. Hey, I'm Elliot J. O'Neill. I'm subject 24601 BT Calloway. <laughs> <laughs> Just for a second, I had to scan for 24601. I was like, hang on, that's, that's been sung at me at some point. They have frankly demanded that we cover Paul W.S. Anderson's 2002 action horror comedy, Resident Evil. A deadly virus capable of contaminating the entire world has been released. Okay, we're here to help. Now, an elite team has been sent in to stop it. Five hours ago, Red Queen went homicidal. Who's the Red Queen? State-of-the-art artificial intelligence. You have to get out. Don't listen to anything she says. She's a holographic representation of the Red Queen. She may be our only way out of here. She's still standing. She isn't standing now. No one is immune. Resident Evil. You're all going to die down here. Not Paul Thomas Anderson? <laughs> Definitely not Paul Thomas Anderson. <laughs> not Wes Anderson? <laughs> it's one of the Andersons. I am just going to read this straight from Wikipedia because it speaks for itself. In 1998, George A. Romero directed a television commercial for the video game Resident Evil 2. The game's original director, Shinji Mikami, was a fan of Romero and had been influenced by his films. The commercial was only shown in Japan, but impressed Sony enough to ask him to write and direct Resident Evil. Romero stated that he had his secretary play the entire game through and record the gameplay so that he could study it as a resource. Romero's screenplay was based on the first Resident Evil game and included characters from those games. In 2002, in an interview for Fangoria, uh, Romero said how he wrote a total of five or six different drafts, but his script was rejected as well. Robert Kulzer, head of production, said in the same article that although Romero's script was good, the movie would have received an NT- NC-17 rating if they went with it. Thanks, Rob. Oh, no. Oh, no, that's not what you want with your Resident Evil movie. No, we're here for a family romp. 
<laughs> I just want to take my family to a good old-fashioned zombie-killing movie. They need to know how to survive. <laughs> God, George. Let's all go and see Resident Evil starring Michelle Rodriguez. Oh, no way. No way. <laughs> Not with my kids. <laughs> Too saucy. But hey, let's get the guy who made Mortal Kombat in. So he actually oh, God. he played Resident Evil. Wait, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, Paul, Paul um, W.S. Anderson directed that. Oh, accidental playlist with yeah. the last movie we brought to you guys. <laughs> yeah, there you, you go. can't help yourselves. So, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he wrote the script as a ripoff of Resident Evil before he had gotten hired to actually write the real Resident Evil movie. So he just crossed out where we put, like, Big Scary Monster for House and wrote Resident Evil in underneath. <laughs> <laughs> Um, he stated the film would not have any tie-ins with the video games as, and this is a baffling quote, underperforming movie tie-ins are too common, and Resident Evil, of all games, deserved a good celluloid rep- representation. So you didn't want to yeah. reference the games because you didn't want your movie staining its reputation. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> or the game was so good that it deserved such a good representation that you're not going to represent it. <laughs> This is way better than I can do. So we're not I mean, there. <laughs> I mean, hot take, but the game's stories are not good. <gasps> well, they're straightforward, aren't they? <laughs> Zombies get out. People get out. Yeah. Shit happens. I guess it relies on other things. I mean, the internet <laughs> um, might be angry at me for that. They may crush me into a Jill sandwich, but uh, <laughs> I maintain. Hey, dialogue and story are very different things. <laughs> now, the film's score was written by Clint Mansell. What? At- what? And Marco Beltrami. What? And Marilyn Manson. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) That explains it. Okay, that explains one of my good things. (laughs) Marilyn, shall I do a track? No! So, critics received it like a horde of ravenous ghouls. William Thomas, (laughs) writing for Empire Magazine, said, Game fans will be disappointed. Zombie fans will be disappointed. Paul Anderson fans will be disappointed. Yeah, especially if it's the other Paul Anderson fans. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope the two Paul Anderson start their own one good thing podcast. <laughs> it's worked so out cool. really well for us. <laughs> I really admired the bit in Punch Drunk Love, the sort of um, outrage scene, and uh, the scenes with the sisters was really quite powerful. Oh, thanks very much. I really like the scene in Soldier, where, <laughs> give me a minute, Kurt Russell <laughs> punched a guy. Yeah, the scene in you Soldier, the where, where Kurt Russell. Yeah, <laughs> that was great. That was inspired. Mad Dog Roger Ebert at the Chicago Sun-Times says, The movie is Dawn of the Dead crossed with John Carpenter's Ghosts of Mars, with zombies not as ghoulish as the first and trains not as big as the second. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta have big trains. Yeah. Just imagine yeah. Robert Ebert going, Bigger trains, bigger <laughs> trains. He's <laughs> just in the cinema Why going, Why these trains? He's <laughs> <laughs> in the cinema going, chicka 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 <laughs> public were no less likely to be torn apart by it amazon customer at amazon said never left a bad review in my life this is the first the box was empty what a joke (laughs) system's broken (laughs) why did you do this paul anderson any of you (laughs) how old was this reviewer and do they do they understand how this works yeah, I like the fact that that's we- where they drew the line. I've never left a bad review in my life, but this is an empty box, so <laughs> something has Or maybe to they were being figurative and talking about, they were actually talking about the movie. <laughs> the disc was there, they saw the movie. This is an empty box of a movie. <laughs> wow, this is Amazon reviews on another level. <laughs> yeah. Putting the meta in meta-critic. Cr- uh, <laughs> meta- nice. me- mega-critic. 
He's a danger to us all <laughs> with his passive aggressive noises. <laughs> yeah, but like <laughs> deafening. <laughs> and then I said, that's what my hat is called. Meet me. Ah! It's in my brain. Oh, the film has 36% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.7 on IMDb, and James Cameron considers it a guilty pleasure. Oh, great. There you go. Well, can't watch his own films, I suppose. <laughs> Just literally can't, not recently. So, Elliot and BT, you lickers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Why do you insist that we go back into the hive? Well, I was really surprised at the list of people that you'd said it had disappointed. Uh, the one <laughs> one group I know it didn't disappoint was people who love quality cinema. Because this is just... The fact that this got snubbed for an Oscar is absurd and just proves the entire system is broken. This is... I mean, you also read effectively what's the incorrect title. The synopsis really should be Mila Jovovich kicks zombies in the motherfucking face part one of six. Because that's what we've got here. And if you need to know one good thing, it's that Mila Jovovich kicks zombies in the motherfucking face part one of six, goddammit. God almighty, they managed to keep this going for 20 years. (laughs) And another 20 more! <laughs> no, I'm kidding. They're, has, they're, they're doing Monster Hunter now. Really? Yep. I was, was going to say, it has this ended, but... Yeah, mm, the la- okay. yeah, the final chapter they called the last one. But we all... Paul, you and I know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. This is going to be our next Halloween, isn't it? Billy yeah. yeah. lives. <laughs> <laughs> this time, it's a sexy cult that brought her back to life <laughs> and that were behind... Behind her saving the world rampages all along. I mean, there is my there is my spec script because she's kicked zombies in the motherfucking face. She's kicked aliens in the motherfucking face. So my script is Milijovic kicks robots in the motherfucking face. Yeah, right. You'd think it would hurt, but not Milijovic. <laughs> Pacific yeah. Rim three. Have you have you seen she can hold her own by kicking zombies in the motherfucking face? Yep. <laughs> well, let's find out the many ways in which Milijovic kicks zombies in the motherfucking face. <laughs> In a motherfucking, motherfucking face. Mm-hmm. face. And we start with exposition, and we're told that Umbrella mm. provides most of the world's computer technology, medical products, and healthcare, but unbeknownst mm. even to the employees, they're actually making their money through military tech, genetic experiments, and viral weaponry. Because that's yeah. where the real money's at. There's yeah. nothing in computer technology. No. Gotta make that viral weaponry money, baby. Yeah. <laughs> that was the 2002 version of going viral. Uh, <laughs> also, unbeknownst uh, to how many employees. Dave, mm. how do these zombie dogs tie into our computer tech again? <laughs> Don't worry about it. Just, just it's just there's a lot down. of them around. They're prowling. <laughs> They're very hungry. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if, look, if you want to talk to corporate about it, go right ahead. I was on hold for two hours, and then I just got transferred to another department. Fuck he, it, I'm just going to make zombie dogs and worry about it later. He just looks He just turns, like, looks over his shoulder and the camera pans to a window and the corporate is just full of zombies. Oh. <laughs> no, I'll leave it. I hate those guys. <laughs> we have an intro scene featuring some great acting from a bunch of extras who have consistently excellent bone structure. <laughs> Everyone in that intro just has cheeks to die for. <laughs> we say, I mean, it's evidence in... in the end of that scene because they all do die true <laughs> jealousy pure jealousy on behalf maybe, of yeah. whoever maybe it's easier to put zombie makeup on someone with good cheeks you know what okay. that's probably it it's easier to make them yeah. look gaunt yeah. yeah yeah true LA for you they ran out they ran out of room for the casting call it's just uh, need actor good bones <laughs> <laughs> tasty hungry so <laughs> yeah basically there's umbrella there's a big lab 
some sort of outbreak happens. The lady gets her head cut off by a lift, and that's it. Woo! <laughs> Woo! Nice little bloodless decapitation. Again, this is a family movie. It's a family yeah. film. It's like um, Robert Zemeckis or something. Hey. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> yeah. Actually, Jen, the book for Forrest Gump was pretty dark and weird. Did it have zombies I, and Milyovovich kicking them in the motherfucking face? Not, not too many zombies, but it's very weird sexually. <laughs> yes. Yes, I've heard this. But anyway, let's not get into that. So, Milyovovich yeah. <laughs> wakes up. She's quite mm. naked, but not as naked as she will be at point- other points in this movie. Five out of five. She's recharging <laughs> her sexual powers currently. Give that 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> she wakes up all naked. And yeah. she wanders around. 101%. <laughs> she wanders around for a bit. Um, and then she thinks that she hears someone outside, but it's actually just every crow. <laughs> in the be- in the comedy highlight of the movie. And yeah, and, be- and then before we can um, wonder too much what's happening, the army's here or something. Yeah, SWAT. Electri- electric guitars, SWAT guys, guns, and everybody hoping that this might be a horror movie just files quietly out of the auditorium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? Never mind. Um, <laughs> it could still yeah, be spooky. It, it, it Dan, could be. Dan, Dan. It definitely could be. <laughs> they, I think, at this stage, get on the train and take it to the hive, and then yeah, once there's they a guy get there off... who's a cop as well. Oh yes, yes. There's just a, some 12. dude mm-hmm. who's about one of the identical men is around. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, they're so identical. They're so identical. I had so much trouble telling when. We'll get to it. Anyway, <laughs> they go down to the hive, and then once <laughs> they get to the hive, the hive is explained. Yes. And it's revealed Friar some Michael Bay spinning that it's a big office that you have to get into through this mansion that's way out of town. So it's not a great commute. <laughs> not amazing. It's right under the city as well. Like you could probably look yeah. for a grate and hear corporate, but um, you still have to travel two hours out of the city, then get in the train. Walk past a husband and wife team <laughs> as you go into their fridge and down the stairs. <laughs> Oh, God, but they are also told that uh, both Jovovich and the cop have amnesia. Oh, great. So how long will you need to keep explaining everything back to us? About another ages. hour. Ages. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely ages, mate. Until it's not, until it's not convenient anymore. <laughs> um, oh, but this, this hive has problems, though. The elevator is down. We need to daintily trot down the stairs on it. In a great stairs montage, yeah. <laughs> dan, dan, dan. <laughs> Look, use the elevator... Get decapitated. Use the stairs. Get fit. I mean, come on. Now that's a poster. Burn 500 calories a day and also not get decapitated by taking the stairs. Mm. You don't want to lose weight that way. Head <laughs> 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 weighs five pounds, but you don't want to drop that. And a picture of a head on the floor of an expression that's just like, believe me. Yeah. <laughs> just someone like, yeah, the head's lying there going, should have taken the stairs. Boy, do I have a case of the Mondays. Not mine. <laughs> Oh, God. But we, we need to establish some romantic tension between Cop and Miliovovich. So he's like, hey, you must be cold. Take my coat. Oh, no, it's fine. Thank you. Come on, girl. Take my coat. It's cold down here. I'm really fine. Look, we can all see your nipples, Mila. Take the coat. <laughs> We're trying to be polite about it. <laughs> There's no subtle way to say this. Put them away, Mila. Put them on high beams there. <laughs> 
So Beige is already writing his five star review. You need to put a jacket. Oh, it's on. written. <laughs> it's written. I'm trying to smoke a cigarette. <laughs> oh, okay, so they they follow the map. Why do they follow the map to Dining Hall B? They get to Dining Hall B and find out that it's actually a secret room full of liquors. But why were they heading there in the first place? It's the only access to the Red Queen. Come on. Oh, perfect. Well, were you not paying attention to wireframe <laughs> mode? <laughs> may not have been. I may have my mind other things. But also, if you want to hide a room full of liquors, don't call it Dining Hall B. You know, in <laughs> yeah, an well, office space. People might space. go, hey, you know, Dining Hall A is pretty good, but I've never checked out B. Yeah. Let's go there for lunch. Yeah, that's quite cute here. Let's go check it out. What's the candy room like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might as well call it unbooked meeting room or the place where all the staplers are fucking gone. <laughs> so yeah, they 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 they, they survive yeah. that miraculously. But uh, on 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 the way to the red the red queen and yeah. uh, there's, well, there's a, d- a what? Well, the audience they came here for zombies. So let's kill well. a lot of our characters with lasers. Woohoo! Ooh, lasers. Ugh. Oh god, I hope when I'm in bed tonight a laser doesn't get me. <laughs> you, you you say that. You wake up every morning because you you see the sunrise, you think it's going to rise every day, Paul. Don't go to bed every night thinking lasers aren't just going to come down from the ceiling because I promise you there's going to be a day. One day they will. Like <laughs> my, maybe my by my hand, maybe not. But there will be a laser coming at you. So mark well, my speaking, words. Speaking of hands, after four of them Four of them, right? Or was it three? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have been killed by lasers. Four. There's Johnson from Torchwood. There's um, <laughs> there's girl, uh, gin, like ginger guy. Yep. Yeah. Um, there's girl who got no dialogue. Yep. Yeah, that's her. That's Johnson. Yep. But good bones. Good bones. Yeah. Fantastic. Very good bones. Very good She's bones. also in um, Dead Set. Oh right. Mm. Oh, cool. So there you go. Thing. Zombies. That's her niche now. That and Torchwood. <laughs> zombies and lasers and Torchwood. So, <laughs> but after that, a guy goes through the corridor all tentatively, but then Mila Jovovich decides to sneak up on the prick and um, puts a hand on his shoulder and he's like, ah, lasers! Oh, thank God. That's right. Lasers don't have hands. There's a nice handful of cute jump scares in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 uh, James Purfoy's in this movie as well. He turns up. Oh, shit. <laughs> he's one of the identical men. So... Oh come on, Paul! He's got he's got a very interesting t-shirt face sort of combination. <laughs> I remember the, everyone in this film. I can probably t- describe who they are I, and what I've, their roles are. I've I seen this no, more than twice. I have no patience for you and your uncanny ability to tell identical white men apart. <laughs> oh look! Oh look! It's Scoot McNeary. You say that's not a thing anyone can say. It's like it's. I can't believe it's not butter. <laughs> <laughs> It's simple. The one with like the early two thousands spiky hair is the good guy, and the one with ah. the early two thousands like swooped hair is the bad guy. <laughs> well, it's, it's swooped forward as well, so he's extra bad. Oh, what a dick! know then, he's bad, yeah. And then you've got the guy with the military haircut that's kind of longer. That's the tech guy. He's kind of nervous. Mm-hmm. You've got the one that's sh- with the shorter hair that kind of looks like Kirk Avicii when he's upside down. He's the bad, sexy sort of Todd from Scrubs guy. It's like then you've got Michelle, Michelle Rodriguez now. Paul, to me. she's she's a lady. <laughs> And um, <laughs> I can just she, about make out great. Michelle Rodriguez. Everyone else is a homogenous blob. Well, we're forty minutes into the movie, so probably time our first zombie should show up. Um, yeah. It shows up and it gets taken out bloodlessly. Yeah, after I mean, after taking a chunk out of yeah. Michelle Rodriguez. Zombies don't have blood. Cool. <laughs> That's I mean, why that, they want it. It could have had an equilibrium style dust at the very least. Yeah, like a dry fart. I, 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 yeah, I draw the line there. As long as we're not going into sucker punch 
you know, steam. Steam. Or yeah. magic oh, dust. Yeah. <laughs> really? Sucker Punch is a weird one, man. <laughs> I'll talk about it later. Let's oh, talk Christ. about Sucker Punch, everyone. <laughs> but then dozens of heavily CGI-affected mon- zombies attack. Ah! Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they get blood and uh, taken out. Clarification, 2000s era CGI. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love Set it. to a 2000s era heavy metal sort of dancey industrial track. Yeah. By Marilyn yeah. Manson. Clint Mansell's soundtrack gets drowned out by the Drop D saga. Yeah. And um, he was this trying. Is, this is, they've already shut down the Red Queen, right? That's oh, yeah, yeah. They, they that, shut down yeah. the Red Queen. She says, you're going to die down here. You're and all uh, going Michelle to Rodriguez goes, let me out her. I'll fucking cut her. <laughs> you're like, damn it, it's a hologram woman. You can't cut it. <laughs> <laughs> let me try, amigo. So, at this, yeah, at this stage, Michelle Rodriguez yells, I'm running low on ammo. You might want to take your gun off of full auto. Yeah. Stop stop shooting them repeatedly in the chest. Stop trying to it's... shoot the little girl. It's not gonna work. You know <laughs> I'm trying to shoot the air around me. It's the only way. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, there 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 are more zombies and More um... zombies. They get behind a door and someone's like, What are these things? Well it's pretty obvious to me what they are. Wearing lab coats. They're former employees here. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, I did love that bit. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Huh? Um... You're, you're right I mean you're right, yes. Yeah, um, but all I, the former employees here are dead. These people can't be dead. <laughs> Maybe they're unions. What's going on? Maybe they're striking. <laughs> well, this is a very aggressive unionist action. God damn it, Trump was right. <laughs> so yeah, Mila gets separated from the group, and some dogs appear. Yay! <laughs> Yay! The Yay. highlight, I think. <laughs> like what? What I remembered and what everybody told me the highlight was of this movie. <laughs> Well, she shoots a lot of them. We see some of it. And then she does yeah. do, we, a... do we, Paul? <laughs> do we see some of it? We see like a, we see more of the dogs getting blown apart than the zombies. We see, we, we see Millie Yovovich firing a, firing a gun. And then there's one shot of a dog being moved uh, like past the camera. <laughs> Clearly the hands are underneath <laughs> yeah. the lens. Somewhere uh. James, James Wen is watching this and it's just like, hmm. I mean, when you have eyes like that, you want to stare it down as often as possible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, those dogs, I agree. Pretty fuckable. So. <laughs> Especially covered in all that sauce. Ooh. <laughs> Saucy dogs. So then, yeah, she does She does kick a dog in the middle of the air, and it is, it's something to behold. Uh, 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 uh. Kick a dog in the motherfucking face. <laughs> kick a zombie dog in the motherfucking face. There you go. At this stage, one of the identical men reveals that he's working on blowing the whole thing wide open. And then scene missing, both he and Mila are running for their lives. Mm. <laughs> yep. We did not get an establishing shot of that. But yeah, they're running for their lives and they get to a secure place where they are told that the contamination procedure is in place. And this is a really good procedure because what happens is the alarm is tripped and then a swift six hours later, the place is completely locked down. <laughs> no one's coming in or out after about a quarter of a day. Mm-hmm. You, got, you, 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 can, you can set your watch by scientists and unionists. <laughs> <laughs> they, they they go in and if there's a job to do they get it done in so six hours just, yeah <laughs> in six hours no more six hour days pull that's what they want oh god so i think they at this stage turn the red queen back on mm-hmm. and they ask mm-hmm. her what uh, she, she talks about the military applications of the t-virus what are they exactly it's an incredibly infectious and very easily spread contagion 
w- w- yeah. how are you going to use it in the Middle East? Drop it <laughs> you know. on the Middle East. Winning the hearts and minds. Yeah. <laughs> Just wave it about a bit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that would be hearts and brains. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, she also mentions that hair and fingernails grow after death. No, they don't. Get back in the box, movie. Oh, so that thing I learned in all those kids' fun science books was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> what kind of kids' oh. books? I, I thought that was. I, mean, I thought that was true as well. Nah, it's a myth. Nah. The head thing uh. is because the skin kind of shrivels and it kind of looks a bit, but it's mm. nah. uh. Uh, all of all of manufacturing hair and uh, nails requires oxygen supply to the cells that do it. Mm-hmm. Uh. And that stops. You keep making quick. snot though, don't you? That's not a lie. <laughs> oh, that that part of the kids' book was definitely correct. Yeah, snot has a life of its own. Yeah. <laughs> it just uses your body as a conduit. We're all going to be outlived <laughs> by our snot. So You've seen Venom, right? It's basically the same thing, only grosser. <laughs> but so more entertaining. At this stage, the action does start to remind me of Uwe Paul. And oh. there's some... Ex- well, well, let's not say things we can't take back. <laughs> There's some extreme naughties editing, which reveals to us that the other identical man is the traitor. He's behind all of this. The spreading of the virus, the closure of the lab, the spilled coffee, everything. Yeah. No, cheekbones, it was you. (laughs) (laughs) His motive, unknown. It's James James Purfoy for anybody who who gives a shit. (laughs) Or or, or remembers anyone from this movie. (laughs) Well, bad Purfoy is killed by a bad CGI liquor off screen. But yeah. we do get to relish the only gory effect in the movie for a few seconds when he comes back to life. Yeah, a few seconds, mm-hmm. though. It's yeah, pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's pretty bloody. It's like something yeah. out of a Venom Horizon. Mm. So, Jovovich auditions for the role of John Boyega and yells Ray a few times at um, Michelle Rodriguez, <laughs> who has been incidentally bitten and is slowly turning into a zombie throughout all of this. Doing her best, like, always looking up at the camera face. Ooh, like, I'm pretty sure I never badass. saw the tops of the whites of her eyes in the entire movie. <laughs> Don't yeah. exist. Again, she's kind of short. Yeah, true. So the camera's <laughs> just a little bit too high for her. Yeah. Aww. Can uh, can you lower the camera? No. Paul W. S. Anderson. He's he's the new Kubrick. He's uh, refuses <laughs> to operate on anyone else's level. <laughs> We've got a really weird NASA lens. If we lower the camera by an inch, everything will be out of focus. Well, that sounds inopportune in every kind of way. It is. Action. <laughs> Magic of cinema. The liquor scratches other identical dude. Not Perforoy. Not Feroy. And then yeah. some spawn-esque flame effects later, and the liquor is finally dead. There was only one of them, huh? There were a lot of vats back in that cafeteria, but oh well. Mm-hmm. Just one came to life. Yeah, so at this stage, they, uh, um, what's her name? How does uh, what's-her-name actually die? She becomes a zombie, right? Michelle Rodriguez. Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And spiky-haired guy, identical guy shoots her in the head. That's right, yep. And then she falls back onto the uh, door release button. Which is very cool and planned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> So they get to the the lobby of the house where Mila is about to disinfect her facially nondescript boyfriend. And suddenly a bunch of men in white coats arrive and stop her. There's light shining intensely on everything and it's all in slow motion. It's a devastating scene with some kick-ass dance music to it. What is it? You're infected. It will be okay. I'm not losing you. Yeah. Well, like, you, you say slow motion, but it's like at 
I don't know, 15 frames per second. So it's got like that real tacky, like blurring in between the two yeah. <laughs> like frames. And some very no. hard cuts between different takes. You can quite yeah. easily tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there were some doctors around. Is that Jason Isaacs? It was. I could tell him by his eyes. Wow. Really? Yeah, he's in the end. And I was like, my guy looks like Jason Isaacs. And I looked it up. It was Jason Isaacs. Jesus. All I could think in that was, don't doctors always look really kind when they've just got those masks on and they're looking at you from above? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, take the penis. Aw. All right, then. Uh, Speaking of which, we now have to ask the question, just how much more naked can we get Mila Jovovich? Because we do see some vag. Yeah. There's a little bit. There's a hint of vag. Yeah. (laughs) Family movie. Bring the kids. There's a crest. It's silhouetted, but you can tell. Yeah. I don't know. Like when she's lying on the floor and goes to get up, a little more than a silhouette. There's a there's a there's a fold. <laughs> hey, I'm not knocking it. I'm, it's very brave. I bet in, in France this movie was a PG. Egregious gazy shots in this movie. Well, I never. Yeah. It is one of those weird things where they're like they clearly just put butcher's paper on her and didn't like give her one of those modesty pouch thingies. Yeah, they just literally just went, "Hey, eh, you're naked. It's good." She's like, "Yeah, cool." Is she still married yeah. to Paul W. S. Anderson? Yep, they've just had their third kid. Are you well, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know. Pete, oh, she really? must be heartbroken. Oh, yeah. oh man, no, I, I'm I'm happy she's living her best life. <laughs> one, day You're a good man. one day she'll feel the same way about Alison Hannigan. So <laughs> she hacks a card reader with a pin that she's got, and um, turns out you just have to scratch it a bit. And then, yeah, Raccoon City's gone to shit. Time to get ready for Resident Evil 2. Yeah. I mean, who knows what they're going to cook up for that film, and then how they're going to end that one and, and lead it into the next one. So if you want to watch a bad Resident Evil movie, number two is bad. The rest are all amazing, but two is bad. <laughs> Apocalypse, yeah, I've heard it's um, a bit ropey. Although I do seem to remember there's a bit when Mila rides a motorcycle into a church. The motorcycle yep. inexplicably starts traveling up into the air where she then shoots it and explodes. Yeah. <laughs> it worked Sick. really well for Die Hard 4. <laughs> <laughs> the most famous and best of all Die Hards, apparently. <laughs> I don't oh, remember the, the, any of the other Resident Evils being any worse than this one. <laughs> I actually remember... Probably. Arguably, they got better, so... <laughs> I kind of liked the third one, if I remember correctly. The one set in the desert with the knives and stuff. Mm. Yep, Extinction, pretty good. Yeah, I remember liking that. Just li- liking it, but 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 laughing all the way through and not in a sort of, oh, this is so bad, it's good. Just, yeah, this is mental. Why? How, how this, <laughs> these just keep getting made. <laughs> Do not get me wrong, it was a bad movie, but I remember finding it enjoyably bad, that one. Yeah, right, okay. <laughs> well, I love that. Okay, so let's go around the table, starting with Elliot. Tell us how Yo. you found this particular rewatch of Resident Evil's... Oh, this wasn't a rewatch. This was just a regular old watch. We hadn't seen it before. No, no. This oh. was all Beej's idea to bring Golly. this one to the... T- <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, um, I mean, it was... It was fine i guess um i don't know my big thing was i just wish it was a bit more fun because i like Mm. bad fun movies but this one was just sort of a bit of a slow drag throughout the majority of it and i think yeah yeah yeah. you said it before it was like 50 minutes until we saw our first zombie like um but i mean i enjoyed the throwback of it all like especially we watched it on the dvd Mm. which was just so um only a couple of years post-Matrix sort of DVD. Oh, um, beautiful. With... I mean, as we said at the time, the new metal on the select menu was just yeah. so very early <laughs> 2000s. A 27-second 27, yeah. 27, uh, sample. 
that just faded out very quickly before it starts again. <laughs> yeah, the menu looks like um, a Red Matrix ripoff mm. and oh, had a Slipknot music video. It was pretty fucking yeah. rad. Oh, Jesus, man. What a monument. What a monument to a time <laughs> and a place. BT, what did you make of your rewatch of Resident Evil? And what did this mean to you? This is my re 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 rewatch. Right. Uh, RE, standing for Resident <laughs> Evil. Yeah, naturally. Nice. Uh, unless you're in Japan and then it's Biohazard. Um, yeah. man, okay, so, yeah, it was a little slower pace than I remembered it being, uh, but mm. once the full zombies kick in, the whole nostalgia tripped in for me, and this is exactly my kind of shit. It's ex- it's just the right kind of terrible for me. Um, I will say, yeah, having watched the entire saga multiple times, it is kind of the first two, they take themselves a little too seriously, and then they kind of realise, hang on, we're making dumbass movies, let's just have a fuck ton of fun and not give yeah. a shit, which they do, <laughs> and I highly appreciate any... Any media that understands what it is and just leans into it is like, if you don't like it, that's fine. We're just going to have as much fun as possible. Yeah, it does look like they got camper as they went on. Yeah, yeah. but like knowingly camper. That's always yeah. the big difference when they know. it's. Um, but yeah, little things actually kind of stuck out to me. I do like the jump scares in this aren't like, they don't come with a big soundtrack moment of bah! <laughs> like, like so many other jump scares do. They're still tacky, but mm. they're less tacky <laughs> than you might have expected. They I all do that sort of... same uh, sort of treble sweep wind up. The... Yeah, and then in silence yeah. and then something happens. Yeah. But it's not doesn't <laughs> come with that full, like, uh, if you ever want a bad time, watch Wish Upon, which has possibly the single loudest jump scare in history. Oh, really? It's just, it's just egregious. It's like, you know, silence, silence, and then I won't even, I'll have to scream into the mic to replicate it, so I won't. Okay. <laughs> but it's like in the first five minutes, so don't watch the rest of the film, but if you want to hear the world's loudest jump scare, Five minutes of Wish Upon. Yeah. I will check that out. <laughs> okay, cool. Well, that's good. That's a good take. So, Goodman, what did you make of um, watching it? And what was your relationship with this movie beforehand? Yeah, look, as a teenager, um, this was just on all the time. I had it on in the background. I, I never was a huge fan. I, I kind of knew that it was crap, but I just enjoyed <laughs> I enjoyed the fact that it was Resident Evil. Um, I loved all the zombies. I remembered it being way more dynamic than it actually is. Um <laughs> But but on on rewatch, I thought I actually really enjoyed the build up. I enjoyed the idea that maybe there won't be zombies, and I, I found uh, there was a lot oh. of real grimness there, like killing uh, the way all, everybody was dispatched coldly by, by the, um, the system at the beginning and the the lasers. Oh. I all very grim and faith and fatalistic, and yeah, I, everything up until the zombies. I thought um, yeah, this is stupid, but I'm I'm on board. <laughs> Uh, the execution of the zombies, the execution of the execution of the zombies was pretty lame um, and just yeah. not, it was shot reverse shot and it was the same thing yeah. we were talking about with Godzilla King of the Monsters last week. Mm. Just show more of the zombies doing cool stuff. Um, yeah, that was my problem I think. When I saw four of them get killed by the lasers, I just thought, well they don't have anyone left to get killed by the zombies or like the other monsters. And that yeah, was really- it felt I- like nothing was happening until everything was happening. Uh, I liked it. I, I liked the fact that it was more than zombies there, that it was just <laughs> just going to be so, so grim for the humans. But right. I, I think just they needed to make, with the, when the zombies were actually on screen, just to make them cooler. At least, you know, is it Day of the yeah. Dead? Or Land oh, of the Dead? Oh, fuck yeah. The one what with d- Simon... What's oh, that's uh, land. That, um, that's land. When it does that thing where, um, you know, the, zom- the zombie that looks like it doesn't have a head and it just snaps back on from behind before killing oh, it. Yeah. It's, just, it's so stupid. It's not a particularly good film, but it's got the zomb- like cool zombie shit yeah. that makes you go, oh, yeah. 
yeah. the, the, the closest this film got was the one that was dragging the axe or the bat or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. his foot's all the axe like, dragging it's Dawn stepping on its own ankle. It's just yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like the guy from Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, that was a cool good entrance, sort of reference. But... Yeah. yeah, I mean, from my from perspective, ending. I I loved the Resident Evil games when I was growing up. So I do remember coming into contact with this film as a kid. I had some kind of God, this is such a nostalgia fest. This episode, some kind of trailer DVD that I'd probably gotten with a magazine, mm-hmm. and it had a trailer for Twenty Eight Days Later, and I had a trailer mm. for Resident Evil. And I remember being so disappointed by the Resident Evil trailer that I didn't even bother to see it until years later. Because I disliked <laughs> the fact that they revealed it was a lab in the trailer. Because in the game, it's kind of a twist. Yeah. It's just a big spooky house, and then eventually you find a lab yeah, underneath. Right. Oh, right. And I was such a sort of purist at that age, I wasn't willing to accept the idea that they give away that it's a lab. But I do remember <laughs> seeing the laser thing and just thinking, oh, that's not right. That's not scary. That's sci-fi. And I wanted horror. But... Having said that, re- revisiting it, this is the most naughty's ass film ever made. The, <laughs> the rock, the rock music, the obno- obnoxious editing, the terrible CGI, yeah. the bloodlessness, which was a very naughty's phenomenon. The idea of let's, you know, and into 2010s, the idea of let's appeal to the teen market by taking all the gore mm-hmm. out. But I feel like it was inspired by Aliens, a little bit mm-hmm. by Alien Resurrection. Weirdly, I got vibes of that from some of the sequences. Yeah, I feel like mm-hmm. it was inspired by Cube. And I feel yeah. like it was yes, inspired by that's definitely what I was thinking with the lasers. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And the Matrix, you know, what with the mm. slow motion kicking. I don't feel like yeah. it was necessarily inspired by the Resident Evil video game franchise enjoyed by young and old alike. No, overtly not. Yeah. yeah well, this is the, this <laughs> it's is the not thing with the retrospect because at the time of release, a lot of people were very angry the movie didn't have anything to do with the games. Mm. But over time, as the games got more and more ridiculous and convoluted, <laughs> and the movies remained surprisingly consistent, yeah. I think that that kind of switched over time. Yeah. Mm. Well, there's a weird thing where the games started to be inspired by the movies because in Resident Evil Four, you do have lasers you need to dodge out of the way of. So, oh, see that? Really? Yeah, I'm not on board with yeah. that. As, as a, as a gaming system in a, in a Resident Evil game. No, hey, Resident you. Evil 4 was the best of them, was one of the best of them, but it, it's I don't just... think I got to that level. Did you have to, like, guide the girl away from the lasers as well? No, I don't think so. She was, it was one of the bits where you were apart, but uh, it, yeah. it's just, it's not really, uh, it's not a horror film, it's an action film, and the horror elements mm-hmm. are rendered silly by their inability to show any gore in a zombie yeah. film. So I was just going to say, the team spend about three minutes in the spooky house. There's a spooky house. They spend yeah. a few minutes there before they head straight for the lab, and that's where the rest of the film takes place. And for mm. me, that represents my issue with the film because the house is atmospheric. It's creepy. Creepy yeah. things mm. might be in the shadows and the darkness and the weird architecture. It's an interesting set. The lab is endless gray corridors. Now, I've been playing yeah. Resident Evil yeah. games for nearly 20 years, and almost all of them end in an incredibly unmemorable sequence set in a lab, and they rush <laughs> straight to that sequence. Yeah. I actually, I, I, the relief of being in the lab at the end of the game is palpable because it's just not as threatening and I can at least st- stand yeah, exactly. in a room and catch my breath. <laughs> yeah, yeah you're, you're right. The most memorable stuff is the creepy, creepy old mansion or yeah. police station or whatever. Although, yeah. you know, in the games, isn't like the mansion a lot of like, find these three random objects that's going to open this <laughs> statue door. But, but there some horrible right? things are happening yeah. whilst you're being chased with one bullet in, in the, in the yeah. chamber. Um, yeah. I, I didn't actually get to the lab in Resident Evil. I've never gotten mm. that far in the first one because as a kid, I found it's too scary. I couldn't continue. Oh, I, got, I got to a certain point and it was just too <laughs> difficult, too scary. And then <laughs> finally Resident Evil 2 was a bit easier so I could complete it. I had um, the same thing. I completed Resident <laughs> Evil 2, but not the first one. I completed Resident Evil yeah. when the remake came out. But 
No, uh, I love that. I love that feeling of, um, huh, well, I've got this key now. I need to go down that hallway to see if it opens anything. I will get killed by something that will tear off my face and wear it forever <laughs> if I do that. So maybe I'll just not go that way. Yeah, I'll, I'll figure tear out a different off my way. face, wear oh, it, and host my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no difference. No difference in quality. If, any, if anything, it's more coherent. So... And then the one, well, the one final thing I want to say is that if you're making a, a film to you know appeal more to teens, then you really just got to make an R-rated movie. Because oh god, te- yeah, teens They'll get will seek that out. They will step over their burning parents to <laughs> to to stick a copy of it in their yeah. face. Yeah, it, but the ticket sales go to other movies. In that case, like <laughs> what was around 2000 era, uh, Hercules or something. Like <laughs> buying tickets for Hercules and sneaking in into there. Resident we, Evil. Yeah. We got into Face Off. <laughs> we will find a way to get into Resident Evil if you make it violent enough. So, yeah, yeah I'm old enough now and understand enough about adaptation and the merits of adapting things into different genres that I don't resent that it's not a horror film, but I do resent yeah. that it's not a good action film. <laughs> yeah. It is cheesy. full of cheesy dialogue, mm-hmm. wooden performances, um, uh, embarrassing oh, so directorial like, decisions. But very it's, staid. It's, it's like a good croissant. You want it full of cheese and ham. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah, I do. Now you said that. <laughs> this movie's <See>? great. <laughs> With a chocolate bar on the side for alternate... Fuck yes. <laughs> I'm so glad that got us your website. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anywho, yeah, to answer my initial question as to whether or not my disappointment became nostalgic, kind mm. of. I mean, yeah. this was a nostalgic film, and the, the trappings yeah. of it are so related to the stuff I used to watch when I was a kid. You know, mm. I started thinking about lots of other disappointing films, like that Doom movie that they made with Dwayne The Rock Johnson <laughs> yeah. in it before he was good. You know, it's yeah. It's, that yeah. thing is a weird mess, isn't it? We'll have to cover that someday. But... Yeah, <laughs> I'll be on that one if you need. <laughs> Stop coming on this podcast and suggesting films to Paul that he'll remember now, and we have to do. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's your thing. I'm just trying to help. Them. Did anyone else have any other final thoughts before we quick fire? I just love this era of. Um, c- cinema, or just with any art media in general in the early 2000s where they were just obsessed with silver and chrome and shiny. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. And I just love how it was all so shiny and new and chromey back then, but now the sheen is just taken off. Maybe it is just that we're watching a you know an old bad DVD on you know a reasonably good TV. Mm-hmm. That yeah, that sheen of the chrome just like yeah just gets taken off and there is something endearing about it. I gotta say, like <laughs> you've made me think of the first X Men movie where just everything is chrome, like the yes. cerebro, yeah. the doors. No, it just uh, makes me want to peroxide my tips all over again. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Nice. It's a sweet look. Uh, and the other thing with, yeah, the all the identical white men. I swore I saw Jason Ritter, like, at seven points in that movie, <laughs> just because those guys all looked like discount bargain bin Jason Ritters, <laughs> who himself is a discount bargain bin of uh, James Marsden. Right. <laughs> it's like when you get the character customization options in a video game and you're like... Get nine tiles around your character. Yeah. How about this alternate version? Do you want Buff Boy 1 or Buff Boy 2? <laughs> <laughs> slightly smaller eyebrows, slightly bigger eyebrows. What do you want? <laughs> there, was a, there was a lot of difference between babyface good guy, nervous tech guy, <laughs> and 
and and rapey douchey other and guy. also and also timothy oliphant is a person who could be recognized on the street nobody believes you paul this is all <laughs> outrageous so <laughs> uh, what were you? Did you have a, any other notes? BTS? I have a fuck ton of other notes. What are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know if they make belong in rapid power or anything. Hey, BTS, uh, do you and I want to just do, do a separate podcast about this? We, we talk about this for about three hours. Sick. Yeah, <laughs> we got a whole series to go through, man. Paul but and Elliot can just focus on I don't know the Godfather <laughs> or something. <laughs> Some nonsense like that. Like whoever saw that movie. Uh, no, I did want to say actually because in. I appreciate that, yeah, it is more of an action film than a horror film, but in any horror film, your main point has to be isolation and disempowerment. Sure. And I do quite like that in this one, uh, the way they get there is by having them go deep into the core of this thing, and then when they turn the power off, that's what unleashes all the zombies. I quite like that that's how they get isolated and disempowered. Yeah. Because of their own doing, effectively. So, and that, you know, idea. if they had opened the doors and there'd been zombies straight away, they would have been like, well, this is fucked, let's leave. <laughs> it's um, a creepy idea. But the fact they... that they get like right deep into things before things go complete fucked. I actually quite like that as a, a turning plot point. Yeah, yeah. it's creepy. Yeah. The idea they walked past all of the dangerous stuff, not realizing it was dangerous, and then having accomplished the goal, they now have to leave again going past all the stuff that's now out. That is a yeah. spooky uh, idea. Like the distance is good between us and safety. And I, I do, I think it's overdone in this, but I do like the bit where there's that corpse just floating in the water and they leave and it opens its eyes. It's, you know, oh, they yeah. zoom in on it too much and they give it too much effect. If they had just had it quietly open its eyes in the background, that, that would have been, been terrifying. Yeah. But uh, that was effectively, that was the style at the time. Like <laughs> having an onion on your belt. <laughs> okay. Tell you what, just... let's now, let's talk about more things we liked about the movie because we're kind of doing it now. Let's quickfire. Quickfire. Uh, Paul, do you want to get started? Sure. I yeah. I thought it was a well-built-up opening. I thought it was really grim. Mm. The complex shuts itself down with this. Yeah. This particularly one shot with the system analyzing mortality levels in the room. Yeah. As everybody's just slowly yeah. choking on gas. Uh. Um, yeah. It's um. It's bleak. Very, very yeah, futile. That, yeah. And that one and woman futile. just pleading with the system, saying, "There's no fire here," while the room is filling up with water. Yeah. Yeah. The guy <laughs> trying to break the glass, and he goes to smash yeah. the axe into it, and it hard cuts to the other side. This tiny chip comes out of it. Yeah. Mm. It's it's all yeah, very very futile. Mm. Yeah. There's a good bit of visual communication and a callback to that, where someone is going to the same window and picks up the yeah. axe and then looks at the dents and it's like, oh, okay, someone's tried Shit, this. Yeah. That was Michelle good. That Rodriguez, was. I think. Yeah. Nobody says like, oh, it's not gonna work. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of that opening, I mean, I think my first one, the woman squeezing through the tiny gap on the lift, that was awful. I didn't like that. Mm. Like before it moved or anything, when it's just like a really tight gap and she's trying to force her way through, that was a really, really small gap that she was never yeah. going to make. And I hated that. <laughs> it really upset uh, me. Really feeds into like any elevator anxiety that I'm sure like all of us have. Yeah, I, I don't really think about it all that often. <laughs> Elevators are my slaves, and I remind myself of that on a daily basis. <laughs> Sometimes I send them all the way back to the bottom just for the fuck of it. <laughs> I tell you what to do. Yeah, never forget you work for me, Schindler. <laughs> Schindler's lifts. Yeah, literally the brand is Schindler's lifts. Are you serious? 100% serious. Check check the brand name on most escalators and elevators next time you're in one. Not all, obviously. Yeah. But uh, Schindler's <laughs> Lift, and it's completely unrelated. They're just a company called Schindler, and they happen to make lifts. That's amazing. <laughs> I know. I looked it up. <laughs> um, Elliot. Uh, I just have a note. What is Miller's face? Perfection. <laughs> <laughs> I Very can't, expressive. Like, 
Like, I get that, like, she's uh, amnesiac or whatever. Anyway, and she's, like, trying to figure shit out, but she's just got the face of someone that I've just told what the premise of my multiple podcasts is. (laughs) (laughs) Every aspect of her face is reacting differently to it. Yeah. I liked liked when she was trying, the tech guy was explaining what he was doing, and she just couldn't, look like she just couldn't be fucked with it, even though it's literally life or death for her. She just looked like, yeah, great. (laughs) <laughs> no, this model of hive is actually very interesting. They made one in Belgium. It was actually <laughs> just couldn't give a fuck. Blah blah blah. <laughs> but yeah, my only other note was um, I got a big chuckle out of the spinning camera debrief mm. where they're catching up Miller and everyone else on the plot of the movie, and like just the cameras spinning for no particular artistic reason. <laughs> like, yeah, spinny camera debrief. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, the first shot of, well, the first real shot of Michelle Rodriguez, she holds a torch in her teeth. That's how you know she's a badass. She <laughs> holds tools in her teeth. Unnecessarily before she even jumps cool. down. Oh, I was just going to say that Rodriguez's screen presence is really good in this. I really enjoyed mm. her sort of looks and her kind mm-hmm. of menace a lot of the time and her sort of, yeah, there was something charming about her as well. And, and sort of how she dealt with her imminent death was mm-hmm. yeah quite affecting i enjoyed that i i do legitimately love the bit where they're kind of trapped by zombies and she's been hurt because everyone bites uh michelle rodriguez in this movie yeah but uh, i do like the way she's just bleeding on them and just you know watching them kind of whipping them into a frenzy it just kind of it's a ugly moment of nihilism that i quite like yeah i w- like and i'm like a big fan of michelle rodriguez like um and I guess this is just because it was earlier in her career. I just found, like, I don't know, 50% of her delivery is just a bit stiff and uh, uh, just backing up the whole wooden point again. But, mm. you know, she was a bright spot in the movie. And, yeah, I agree. I love those scenes and her denial of, nah, I'm fine. Yeah, when she's getting dragged out and she looks half dead, she's like, when I get out of here, I think I'll get laid. Yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, you fucking will. <laughs> I, I like when James Purfoy leaves after his awful monologue and there's a very brief pause and she goes your boyfriend's an asshole <laughs> uh, Goodman your next one Slipknot look there, there are so many points in this movie where I just think of the music video to um, plague me and it, it, the, the first one is the woman's hair in the elevator doors I did, the way it sticks out in the air as she falls always <laughs> found really weird when watching the music video mm. Slipknot fucking great that's a great song <laughs> And I enjoy being reminded of it all the way through the movie up until where they play it in the end credits. <laughs> Good stuff. And then followed by, and then followed by Fear Factory. Fuck, this yeah. is an early two thousands play. Coal Chamber, I think. Oh really? Yeah, Trent Reznor's on there. Yeah, Jesus. Trent Reznor. I didn't know Coal Chamber as well were in the um in the soundtrack. Oh dear. Well, I'll have. There's a bunch of details from her first waking up that I like. Um, first of all, the fact that she goes to test her own handwriting is. Really, mm. the first hint we get that she has amnesia, and it's a good one. Mm. It's interesting. Good. Just seeing. She and I, do, I do appreciate. She, I do appreciate they don't stop and she doesn't go. That's not my writing. It's yeah, just, <laughs> you, you, you figure it <laughs> they out. They let us see it, and then mm. the handguns. Uh, sorry, the machine guns that were locked away by a combination lock. That's some Resident mm. Evil shit right there. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of disappointing that at no point did they get unlocked and used. But I, uh, immediately, I was just like, okay, I need to read through every memo I have because I want those machine guns. <laughs> It would be really, really great to have seen a heart and a club and a diamond <laughs> like lock on the front of it there. And she just goes, oh, <laughs> never going to find these. Need three random objects. Damn it. <laughs> random. This? <laughs> <Yeah>. Stapler? 
<laughs> oh, I know. And then she just shoots the glass and takes the guns. Yeah. <laughs> they had a bit of a mention to Nemesis at the end. I can't yeah. quite remember what the it was. Nemesis uh, program. The, uh, nondescript white guy is, change, is mutating. <laughs> like, I want him in the Nemesis program. Ah, sequel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he does, I just think. A- I think in Apocalypse, he does show up. And Mila has a moment where it's like, oh, nondescript white guy from the last movie. And he's like, <laughs> <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> oh yeah, that does happen. Oh, great! Look, he's he's harder to recognise when he's no longer the nondescript white guy. So who has the last laugh now, Paul? <laughs> <laughs> Shit, it looks less bland. I can't tell him now. <laughs> I recognise uh, him as Nemesis. To be fair, actually, yeah, if he had looked like Nemesis throughout this movie, I would have been. I would have found it a lot easier. Let's throw, throw to a segment from our friends at Baby Beard Media. Media's shut up and take my podcast with some Air Lens Fashion Corner. Wink, wink. wink. Uh, <laughs> Mila Jovovich's asymmetrical dress is very good and uh, very mm-hmm. iconic to this movie and uh, just kind of cool. Very. I, yeah, it's yeah. really an image that's stuck with me, especially with the leather jacket mm. over the top. Yep, yeah. and the thigh-high boots and all that. Yeah. Good stuff. Yeah. Actually, I do have a question. Did the le- mm. leather jacket fit her better like after the initial scene when he Probably. gives it to her? Like, <laughs> yeah. I swear it shrinks. Well, I mean, leather is very reactive to heat. <laughs> yeah, okay. And she's pretty hot, I don't know. so... <laughs> there is that. The soundtrack, not the guitars, but the low-key electro stuff, which turns out to be Clint Mansell and um, the other guy. <laughs> oh, fuck. Um, yeah, Bell- Beltrami. Yeah. He's done all um, sorts of good stuff, so, yeah. Very cool ambient 90s video game stuff. Yeah, the little glimpses we get into the liquor hutch <laughs> when um, <laughs> they look in through the window and we just get a little gr- glimpse of like weird stuff because the the physical effect liquor isn't great. He's a bit like mm. a sock puppet mm. with a brain attached. But mm. when it's just like little glimpses of flesh, like, I don't know, the music video mm. to Closer or something, it's yeah, <laughs> it, it's upsetting and I like it. Oh, was that the the crawly zombie? Yeah. Yeah, the... the- yeah, I actually did like how it looked like the brain was sort of pulsating out of the mm. skull thing. I thought that was actually like a pretty <laughs> decent visual for mm. otherwise a pretty bad visual. Yeah, oh, it's a gross motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, uh, I do like that everyone's first encounter with a zombie, regardless of movie, is always the same. It's always ah, oh, stop, bang, oh no, why aren't you falling down? Bang, bang, bang. And this was back when it was still acceptable. I think now, if you were writing a zombie movie, you have to come up with a different way to have that first encounter. But uh, at yeah. least this was in an era when we hadn't done it forty thousand times yet. So. You know, props. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Cold Chamber on IMDb under the Resident Evil soundtrack. <laughs> there we yeah, go. Yeah, glad, glad that was that was accurate. I really loved it when she's she's in the mansion and she heads outside and it's deadly quiet and she ventures a hello to the darkness. Only it's, it's before she can get the full word out of her mouth, it's just cut off by a swarm of insane birds. A million of them just flying into the sky. And then it cuts back to her face. And in, in, in our context, you just think, what a comedic masterclass that scene was <laughs> so there's a couple of moments of zombie swarming i quite like first of all the po when one of them gets pulled into the crowd i think it's early on after the first zombie mm. attack we get a bit of a pov of all the hands like reaching and grabbing at its face mm. and that mm. was quite disturbing so, so i was gonna say that's because that's a bit where they're trying to get access to the elevator and you think okay that's gonna be their way out yes and then and they then open, open the door and it's just packed and that's just immediately fucks them i quite like that bit yeah. that is quite a fun reveal um, and then the other one is later during the pipe gag 
where um, the guy, you know, has put a gun in his mouth and he looks like he's about to shoot himself. And I really did think he would, even though yeah. they basically rip off the gag at the end of Dawn of the Dead, where, you know, it looks like he shot himself, but he actually just shot the next zombie who comes through the door. But mm. I still liked it. And I became interested in his perspective. Like, he's wounded, he's injured, he's in trouble, and now he's got to go get away from a horrible zombie horde whilst crawling around the place. And I was like, mm. oh, can we follow him? But now he went, went back to... Yovich yeah. and her, her sitch, but yeah, there was a little bit of investment there for me. Aww. Yeah, I liked his face when it cuts back. He's, he's very sort of fed up. Oh. <laughs> Knew I'd shoot that zombie and not me. <laughs> God damn it, I was hoping when we cut back to me, I'd be dead. <laughs> They're just all dead from one bullet. Yeah, a great bit of terrible dialogue with, uh, you know, the heroic uh, nondescript white boy. Um, who, I must say, his dialogue in this entire movie is awful. But there's a bit where he's like, Corporations, like Umbrella, think they're above the law. But they're not. It's like, ooh, hot take, jeez. It's like, there are thousands of us around the world who think this way. It's like, who who believe in the justice system? Yeah, I think there's a lot more than thousands, dude. (laughs) There are dozens of us. Dozens. Go, come yep. like, when when you know all this business is over, we'll get to the, our new like, right wing governments with uh, more state control than ever before, and mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll be talking about those dozens of people. <laughs> dozens. Seriously, seriously, on Reddit, there's loads of them. Good to know they're out there. <laughs> um, I really like that they disabled the lasers only after they've just gone through the captain. Yeah, <laughs> it's like oh fuck you. <laughs> I don't backed did it. up a bit. Oh. Um. <laughs> Michelle, uh, there's a bit where Michelle Rodriguez comes into shot, hops onto a ledge, and in a squat, very comfortably transfers her weight from one foot to the other. It's very mm. smooth and very cool. Uh, <laughs> Michelle Rodriguez train, trains for the roles, trains for life. Mm. <laughs> um, she actually looks, you know, like she would be capable of taking care of herself in any situation. you got to live and, the roles you want. Yeah. You, you can tell when any action hero is actually prepared for the role. Yeah. You, you, you can tell on screen, and I think Michelle Rodriguez is prepared for this. Prepare for anything, like I just said. She's, she's like Santa Slaxy, man. An actor prepares. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she's using that method. <laughs> the when when Michelle Rodriguez is sitting on that, that little ledge and she's she's got this bleeding hand. It, the camera cuts to her holding it out over the, this pit of zombies, mm-hmm. and the zombies are underneath, just waving their hands madly, all going. It's very good cut too. I liked the idea that James Poorfoot was the bad guy all along, but only just remembered. I thought that was really fun because mm. it's, it's, it's a really cool way of getting around the ha ha. I've been behind this all along. It was mm. oh oh yeah. Turns around, Wait a second. I've been around uh, behind this all along. <laughs> yeah, turns out. Um, and then lastly, Kaplan, the tech guy, They're very healthy, very buff, in a nice way. You know, not not over, not oversized or carrying carpets. Just like he, you know. Chi- steamed chicken breasts, uh, vegetables, and brown rice. Kind he's of he's taking care of himself. Yeah, it's nice to see, you know, in, in this crazy world mm. of excess. It's good to see somebody just eating vegetables. <laughs> to see them eating vegetables. I hope Miller Yovovic ends up with him. Does she? We'll see. In uh, Resident Evil 2, Apocalypse. Oh. In 10, Kaplan's back. No, I'm kidding. He died on the train. Oh. <laughs> no. The hunter killed him. Wait, Apocalypse was the second one? Yeah. yeah. Apocalypse. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, <laughs> the end. Okay. Apocalypse, extinction, afterlife, retribution, final chapter. Nice. Uh, extinction is the third. Yeah. Yes. All right. Well, with that, uh, do you want to say any remaining notes that you have? 
Absolutely, I do. So I do like the little detail where the uh, walls around the uh, underground office all have like a cityscape to try and keep the people from feeling like they're isolated. It's mm. a good detail that doesn't really pertain anything to the plot, but again, it's just a detail of yeah. the office and a way it would actually work. Yeah, uh, there's a bit with a flaming zombie comes after, I think it's Kaplan, and you know what? Flaming zombies are always good, regardless of what what's happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a great bit with uh, the villainous nondescript white guy. Uh, no, sorry. The uh, heroic, nondescript white guy when he's searching for through his sister's desk, and then like the zombie kind of shows up outside a glass, the glass wall on the other side. He's like, ah, but then realizes he can't get him. Kind of just ah leaves. It's 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 funny, <laughs> unintentional comedy. Um, I do quite like when you know the villain's making his big grand speech, has them all at gunpoint. The zombie in the water quietly stands up behind him. You think, okay, that's gonna kill him. No, he just gets bit and still maintains control, and then dies later to the hunter. But I like that kind of sub- subversion of expectation. You think, oh yeah, this is gonna take him out, and no, it does not. Oh yeah. Um, I also quite like Michelle Rodriguez's fake out when she's all does the whole. If I turn into one of those things, I want you to do the right thing and put me out of my misery. And, uh, you know, then oh, just yeah. sits for a bit and she puts the gun to her head and then she just grabs it and says, not yet. Yeah. <laughs> and she is, like, really good at delivering, like, grizzled old white guy lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we, let's put her in, like, another remake of Pet Cemetery as a, oh, a lot of history down that road. It's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of history down that road. A lot of animals get hit by that road. A lot of history down that road. My family drove it at really fast speeds. I don't know. I haven't seen the Fast and Furious <laughs> movies. <laughs> you don't need to. <laughs> Sometimes, um, um, sometimes dead is better, to be fair. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mila Jovovich kills a zombie by putting her thighs around its neck and breaking his neck. Uh, if anyone asks, that's my preferred method of exiting this world. <laughs> Has to be Mila Jovovich, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my that's only so stipulation. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Famke Janssen. <laughs> same, okay. same method. <laughs> what, nice. what about Gold Sonya Rage. from... Yeah. 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 From Mortal Kombat 1, not Mortal Kombat 2. Yes. <laughs> too Specify. violent for two. <laughs> uh, yes, Queen. Snapping her neck with those thighs. Um, so I got, and two last notes. Uh, I do like how the movie kind of starts and ends with uh, the, the eye opening on um, Alice. Mm. Oh, yeah, we didn't mention uh, the whole oh, yeah. Alice Red Queen descending through a um, mis- you know, oh, world yeah. of madness. The references to Alice in Wonderland there. Yeah, how appropriate uh, for a Resident Evil film. <laughs> And my final is for all the people out there thinking, you know what? I'm going to watch this masterpiece of cinema. If you want to play a drinking game along with it, uh, so drink every time there's a kick to the face. Uh, drink every time they enter wireframe mode, because they do that in every single uh, movie. Uh, every time there's slow-mo, and any time Alice says either I don't remember or I remember. <laughs> Forget along Beautiful. Alice. <laughs> okay. She says it a lot when she sings that Earth, Wind & Fire song. <laughs> Alice Wind and Fire. Yeah. <laughs> that is going to just about do it for our quick firing. But, Paul, what yes. about the OG team? OG team. That's me trying to do like, the safer music from Resident Evil oh, 2. Wink. This is an action scene. Get ready. OG team. Bloatbusters podcast said the Lazy Grid was a fun part. Reminds me of the opening of Cube. Yeah, there we go. Yep. We're all done on this together. And we're all in this together. Tighten the belts. Plus, the interface for the AI was a really good choice. Something about a little girl matter-of-factly stating, you're all going to die down here, really works. Mm -hmm. A bit naughty. Yeah, nothing creepier than a creepy little kid. Yeah. Well, yeah. Nothing (laughs) Nothing scarier than children. (laughs) Imagine a kid in a clown costume. I don't want to. (laughs) Stop it. Why am I picturing? I'm out. (laughs) Milo, do it now. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> You're all going to die. Honk. <laughs> <laughs> I will die. <laughs>
TV in Space says, I think what I like is the sense of fun it has. Every time I watch this film, I've just been entertained. Some of the sequels take themselves way too seriously. So, uh, directly contrumpting con- uh, con- what you've been saying this last hour. I don't know, I forgot the word. It totally does, that's me disproved. Contrumpting. <laughs> been a bad day for me. <laughs> I just, just to talk about that for a second, I don't remember the later ones having much more fun because they're all still... Um, the same sort of feels like it should be high budget, but looks very low budget, very <laughs> steely faced. No, uh, I definitely they get the campier. They get more slow motion, yeah. more kicking. They move mm-hmm. further away from any sort of marriage to the games, and it, it Alice, just develops Alice its own superpower. weird identity. Yeah, she gets superpowers. She loses superpowers. She gets clones. Yep. She loses clones. Yeah, she loses superpowers, but still is pretty much superpowered anyway. <laughs> well, you wouldn't want to have it with no superpowers. That'd be boring. No. And I'm actually quite surprised the games never just said, fuck it, you're going to play as Alice in this one. <laughs> that could at yeah, least be a special, you know, when you complete the game on hard or something. Instead yeah. of the tofu guy, you get Alice. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Similar <laughs> concepts. Any other things in the OGP? Yeah. So. Ah. Um, give me a second. <laughs> Ellen Graham. Um, said, oh man, oh man, oh man, do I love Michelle Rodriguez. She carved out a niche yeah. in Hollywood playing action women with very nice biceps, and I always get the sense that she enjoys playing these brash badasses and is happy to do them forever as opposed to buying into the usual mother, daughter, wife characters mm. for women. This movie scratches that trash, naughty's itch that I sometimes get, where I really sometimes just crave archetypes and typical action settings. The laser cube sequence is pretty gory, cheesy fun, where you see characters mm. not being usual horror movie red shirts, i.e. trying to jump or dodge the laser and dying regardless. Not really mm-hmm. that important either, but Millie Jovovich is stunning in red and there really isn't a hair colour she can't pull off. <laughs> Fashion corner. Wing. 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 Yeah, there was a really interesting quote from um, Michelle Rodriguez where someone was asking her, so do you, do you think it's weird that you tend to die in a lot of your movies? And she's like, well, I refuse to play the girlfriend and I refuse to play the mother, so I usually end up being the one who dies. Yeah. <laughs> fair. She's really good in Widows. She gave a legitimately really good performance in that. Ah, cool. Ah, cool. Yeah. I wanted to see that movie. It kind of just shot in and out of cinemas for I know chance. right came and went mm. like they, they pumped it up so much with advertising and then it just wasn't even there and I was like yeah. oh shit I mean it had problems in as much as it set up a, tri- a, a gang of really cool awesome interesting like developed women and then spent most of its time with Colin Farrell no and, and the his most adventures. interesting woman <laughs> the most interesting woman yeah. of the film so yeah it had its issues <laughs> Phil, Phil Harker Smith also from Baby Beard continues Ellen's hey. white the dude getting cued by a laser grid is very satisfying. I do remember this being entertainingly stupid. Doesn't Miller dropkick a zombie dog in this one? Yes! Um, <laughs> is it that the one? Yeah. yeah. Is it this one? It is. Um, what was that fifth just, element? Man, the laser scene really stuck with a lot of people. I loved the the verb there. Oh. The yeah. laser grid cubing or some, someone. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he, get, he ah. does get cued. Double meaning there. Yeah. <laughs> um... And uh, another plus says Phil, the movie was a high point for the series. All downhill from here. Nah, controversial. I, I won't have mm. that. Is that is that is that bored out by Rotten Tomatoes? Even let me check that. Are they all just hovering at the thirty percent mark? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. Thanks, OG. Oh wow. Okay, highest rated is the final chapter with a whopping thirty-seven percent. <laughs> there we this go. Just proof audiences don't know quality. Fuck. <laughs> and then this is second with thirty-six. Yeah. Wow. At least this is the second one. <laughs> mm. 
Well, justifiably oh, wow. so. <laughs> what, a, what a bizarre little franchise this was. What a little curious <laughs> yeah. insight into this world this has been. Okay, so with that, let's talk about the one better thing. The one better thing. Sure. I, I mean, 28 Days Later, I think, is, is probably my favorite zombie movie in general. But, oh, yeah. um, Sublime. Uh, I think, you know, we've got ir- irresponsible authority figures. Um, you've got this great cast. The, the soundtrack is fucking incredible mm-hmm. was it john yep. murphy it is it's, john murphy yeah i always get get it mixed up with john bryan who is um nice plinky piano man from michelle <laughs> gondry movies um, also excellent usage of things like brian Eno's and um an ending yes. just really good stuff throughout yeah really really great um mm. just beautiful aesthetic yeah. um you know when, when did it come out it wasn't that long after or we were around the same time no it was same year 2002 that's why it was on my oh, special wow. yeah. dvd of trailers <laughs> there we go okay that's why it was on the b-side of the resident evil disc <laughs> And when did um, this garbage sequel come out? Uh, oh, 28 uh, weeks, 2007, because I saw it with my goth girlfriend that I had at the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, wasn't, I wasn't too much of a fan of 28 weeks later. I thought no, it, lost it was terrible. Of, no. Lost a lot it. of what made the first one special. It um, has some memorable yeah. moments, though. That whole opening sequence is quite impactful. Yep. And Ending the helicopter. Yeah, yeah abandoning away. his family. That was great. And, um, yeah. and uh, the other scene I always remember from 28 weeks is when the fucking helicopter is used to take out a sort of row of zombies with its rotors. Which is very schlocky. <laughs> very schlocky, oh. very out of that, place. Quite enjoyed it. Yeah, that belongs in one of these movies. Yeah, yeah. it really does. But this, this movie, sure. you're in a tight, you're a very small, cramped apartment block with um, uh, Gleason. Bri- uh, Brendan. Uh, Brendan Gleason uh, playing Ray Winston. And, you know, very <laughs> real like, social issues there as well. And Not in fucking England. And playing that awful, awful command, like army yeah. captain. Oh, um, where, like, might is right and... Whoa, it's just so grody. It's just great. It's gorgeous and it's tense and fucking scary. And the zombies run. So yeah, yeah. Watch that, Elliot. Yep. What is your one better thing? Um, oh god, from like, cause I think my main thing is I just wanted this to be a bit more fun, and if it wasn't gonna mm. um do that, um, God, I think for the more serious side, then like I really do enjoy the remake of the Dawn of the Dead. Mm. Oh, um, the Zack Snyder one. That's like because I mean I, I watched the original out of curiosity, and like I think I might have done myself a disservice by watching it after the remake because I think oh, um, the remake just uh, had a lot of um, the screws a lot more tighter. And yeah, yeah, and Ty and Ty <laughs> Burrell there. as the bad guy is amazing. <laughs> Um, that is entertaining. So, Ty Bowles is the bad guy. It has its merits, but I, I, I wouldn't. I, Dawn of the Dead, the original George A. Romero film, is one of my favorite films of all time. I'd I had a, They're very different animals. But they yeah. are very yeah. different films. Yeah, Zack Snyder made a much punchier, sort of jazzier, kind of flashy experience, mm. whereas Romero was more about the sort of loneliness and disaffection yeah. of um, yeah. consumerist lifestyle. So yeah, very different kind of thing. But yeah, I like Snyder's film. It's entertaining. Yeah. So. I- like I'm just trying to think here yeah, as far as like modern zombie things mm. that like because I I really couldn't get from the overall tone of this movie whether or not they were trying to mm. be more fun or um serious about it I think they were trying to be serious I think it was a little too caught in the middle yeah yeah mm. so yeah and yeah from that I don't actually know which way to go on that um how about you BT oh man well as previously stated Resident Evil 4 Afterlife is probably the best of the series but three is <laughs> worth checking out and uh, I have mixed feelings on five and six. Okay. Um, a really good Australian zombie movie called Wormwood is definitely worth checking Ooh. out. It is 
batshit crazy, but that's what's great <laughs> about it. Uh, basically, this version of zombies expel like a flammable gas, so they start using them as fuel for cars. And it's just, <laughs> it's insane, but it knows it's insane and it loves that. Shaun that of the Dead, great. if we haven't mentioned that already, that mm, needs a mention true. if you want more of the comedy. Mm. And uh, my other recommendation, when, when you guys were saying, hey, BT, you get to pick, uh, I kind of <laughs> wanted to pitch All Cheerleaders Die for one that really took, took, did some things I really wasn't expecting it to do. Uh, huh. So it was on Netflix. I'm disappointed. I've not had a chance to re-watch it to see if what I liked about it was all the surprise of it subverting my expectations. <laughs> uh, but And if it's actually any good. But my memory of it is just, I loved it. So, um, yeah. Fantastic. If you can track it down, it's a weird one, but well worth a watch. <laughs> Interesting stuff going on in All the Cheerleaders Die. Mm, good stuff. Oh, actually, I just remembered. Uh, Dead Meat is an Irish zombie movie that starts out with like a a zombie strain of mad cow disease. It's it's very fun. Fuck! I feel like I've seen that. That rings a bell. Yeah, good yeah. stuff. There's some interesting ho- Irish horror comedies around. There's one on Netflix I watched the other day. Extra Extraordinary. It was called. Mm. That was mm. quite funny. It was about a sort of ghost hunter in a rural island. It was quite funny. Right, my one better thing. Obviously, any Romero or um, Italian zombie movie from the 20th century is worth a look in. But mm-hmm. I want to talk about Resident Evil. Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2 might be the first game I ever completed. Uh, from uh, from my as far as I can remember, um, and I just oh maybe Put Put goes to the moon. I completed before that, but it's the first <laughs> proper game I completed. And I just Space love three D pinball. <laughs> I just love this franchise. Resident Evil yeah. Remake and Resident Evil Zero came out the same year as this film, and I remember that summer and how happy I was playing those two games on my newly acquired mm. GameCube. It was the fucking mm. best, and. <sighs> If you've never played one, and you know you are a gamer, I recommend starting with the Resident Evil 1 remake, which is available in HD on Steam, PS4, and Xbox One. Good luck with those tank controls, though. That might put you off. (laughs) (laughs) If that is problematic, then the other essentials would be Resident Evil 2, the original Mm -hmm. or the great remake from last year. Because it's so good. The remake was brilliant. It perfectly kept all of the stuff that made it nostalgic for people like me who grew up playing it, whilst also bringing in so many... And me! And so many, um, and me, and me. It was him. (laughs) (laughs) But also updated what it needed to update to make it feel like a fresh, new, exciting experience. So suffocating. (laughs) Which included bringing over quite a lot of the features of Resident Evil 4, which is the other essential one I'd recommend. It's available on every format ever conceived, Mm -hmm. that fucking game. Yeah. Mm. And Resident Evil 7, which was a real return to form because there was a 10-year period there where we just accepted that Resident Evil was never going to be good again. Mm. We just... That was just a thing that was true. Resident mm. Evil used to be good, and then Resident Evil Seven came out of nowhere and turned it around. So, and it's been good since. Resident Evil Three is getting remade next, and it's actually released yep. this Friday. So I'm very yeah. excited about that. Uh, Code Veronica next, please. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> that's my take on the Resident I, Evil series. I just like what Resident Evil Two, the remake, did even mm. better than the original. Mm. Was was create panic in me. Oh yeah, and, and, and there's something more static about the original where. It's still pretty high octane when you've got a few bullets left, but there's mm. nothing like this game for making me just empty a, a whole like, round of ammo into the air, like at the, <laughs> to the side of a zombie's head, because I was panicking so much. Yeah, just, and just shitting myself, and then I'd empty the gun and then go, okay, well I've got 30 minutes of running ahead of me now, so better just <laughs> better just turn, let, pull the blinds up so I can let some daylight in. The the <laughs> lack of ammo in that game is really interesting because you want to take shots that are going to count. Yeah, 
and it leads to the sunk cost fallacy because you'll shoot a zombie in the head and it doesn't kill him. And it's like, well, I don't want to have spent one bullet for nothing, so I've got to yeah. kill him now. And it's now, now you spent five bullets, you know, instead, or you could have just run away after one. So, yeah, yeah it's it, it it's that brilliant brilliant feeling where stuff is scarce enough that you'll get little moments regularly throughout the game where it's like, I'm fucking ready. I've got like thirty <laughs> bullets. I've got two healing things. I'm good. Oh, there we go. One better yeah. thing. Uh, if we're talking video games, The Last uh-huh. of Us. Like, because I get oh, that yeah. moment gotcha. throughout playing that whole thing. Because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, neither me or you, BT, really played the Resident Evil games. Hey, no, mm. no. but I did oh, play right. Last of Us, and Winter <laughs> in that game was my favorite video gaming moment of like that decade. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, out of the entire series, I've I've only played like one shitty light gun game for the Wii. Oh and, wow! <laughs> and, the Umbrella um, Chronicles. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, that was the Fuck. one. Yeah, and uh, I mostly finished Resident Evil 4. I don't think I, like, finished, finished it. But, okay. Yeah. It had its drawbacks, but Resident Evil 4 was it. I love that game. I've still that was got, one like, game GameCube. for me where I didn't discover there was a run button until, like, <laughs> oh, many <shit>. hours <laughs> into my playthrough. <laughs> Fucking hell. That is a fun conversation to have with gamers of what crucial element did you not realize for the, pretty much the entire game. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit, I can reload. So So that'll do for the one better thing. The one better thing. Let's start with you guys. How can people find out about uh, The Simpsons Index Index and Indux? How can they find out about The Simpsons Indux? Yeah, well, we're reviewing ducks, and this week we're doing like a mallet, I think. I don't know. Uh, No, no, The the Simpsons Index. Yeah, a podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but each one comes from a different decade. We like to look at how the show's changed over the years, but mostly for worse. And you can find all that at thesimpsonsindex.com, at Simpsons Index on all the socials. Yep, and our other podcast is Thrones of Game, the Game of Thrones podcast where we watch the series backwards. So I've already watched the entire show, but Elliot had never seen a single episode until we started doing the reverse watch. So it gives us a really unique perspective on the show. We talk about, mm. well, just everything and just how do we get here, what's going on. And uh, yeah, it's a nice, nice, short, fast, loud kind of podcast. Yeah, we like to watch TV bad is basically the takeaway <laughs> from it. It's been such an interesting experience, though. Yeah. <laughs> Have you got plans to do any other shows in this way, like Bad Breaking or something? uh, (laughs) Someone did pitch Lost, and we're like, ooh, that could be fun. Yeah. (laughs) Slol. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Christ. And Paul, how can people find out about all this stuff that we're doing? Ah, uh, you can get in touch with us on uh, Twitter and... Ah, uh, uh, the French can get in touch with, with us on <laughs> Twitter and Facebook at OGTPod. You can send us an email at gmail at OGTPod at gmail.com. Uh, we put the call out for the OG team on Facebook and Twitter now, so um, I didn't say that in the right order to suggest which one we'd been doing on all this time and which one was the new one, but <laughs> they're on both of them now, so... Figure it out! Are you listening to me? Just go and do it. Uh, other than that, we are on Spotify now, along with uh, iTunes and all other great podcatchers. We also have a Patreon. And pissed, pissed, Elliot here is a member. He's a patron. Hey. And uh, as, as promised, uh, for donating a certain tier uh, every month, I drew a picture of him and sent it over. <laughs> he he kind of looks like a Chinese warlord. It wasn't intentional, but it looks great. I Fuck, do I have to do the next one? one? I d- yeah, I haven't tried it. You'll get a BT live reaction of it. But yeah, I, ha- I have been enjoying the Patreon content. The Paul's pitch is a very good idea for a series. And mm. yeah, Salt love the mini reviews as well. Oh, yeah. beautiful. There we go. That's a picture he drew of me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you do. <laughs> yeah. It looks really racist. He brought out that, that side of you, that racist. 
Yeah, <laughs> that racist caricature side of you. Well, that's see the benefits both ways. Not you know, yes, you have to put up with exclusive content for as little as one dollar a month, but you also get a, a vaguely racist drawing of a white person um, <laughs> for, for your troubles. So. Yeah, well, I, I know what you were going for because, yeah. you know, as a lifelong stoner, I do have, yeah, quite, like, uh, uh, tiny eyes. But it's just like your beard <laughs> became very Fu Manchu. Oh, yeah. <laughs> or Pai yeah. It's It's the perspective of the face as well. I'm, mm. I'm, I, I, I don't know if you can tell, but I'm only a fairly accomplished artist. And, um, <laughs> like, it, it, just, Semi. Yeah, it just has that, yeah, quasi. <laughs> I was going to say right? semi-published, <laughs> but I couldn't think of, like, what the artist painting equivalent of being published is. Displayed? Semi yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like semi published, though. They printed the first half, but not the second. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Which can be seen in my drawing of Elliot. Published um, onto the back a... of a duck. Released into the wild. <laughs> but we're very thankful for everyone, including Elliot, who's a patron, and for letting us do the things we love to do. And we're thankful to Elliot and BT for coming on and mm. talking about this thing. Mm. Oh, thanks for having thing. us. It was a good time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I know BT wouldn't pass up the opportunity to talk about Mila Jovovic. What did she do you? again? Uh, I believe she kicked zombies in the motherfucking face. <laughs> but, uh, um, I, w- I was genuinely stunned you hadn't done this one yet. This was like mm. you know a, one of those notorious movies that people always go to. So. Mm. Oh man, yeah. it was a joy. I was so happy I got the chance to do it. So thank <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm Paul motherfucker in the face salt. Yeah, I'm I'm that, but Goodman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Paul O'Neill. <laughs> 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 oh, we lost him. God damn it. Well, before we shoot him in the face, I'll kick him in the motherfucking face, depending on how high up we can kick. I told you how I want to die. <laughs> oh, shit. You're Emilio not- Vich's fires over here. <laughs> Remember, the one good thing about Resident Evil 2002 is that Emilio Vich does kick a dog in the motherfucking face.